Okay, we'll do now the Sicha in the Devar Machos, the Sicha regarding the state Kufis in the Mesa Mashiach. Sicha in Chedluch of Zion, This Sicha is very much interrelated with the first Devar Machos, with the Sicha in Chedluch Yud Ches, where the Rebbe describes that the role of Mashiach is to bring to the Shlemus of Teir Mitzvahs, and therefore Mashiach does not have to do miracles. And in this Sicha, the Rebbe is more or less saying the same thing, but the Rebbe is now putting it into the context of the fact that we know that eventually there will be a change in the world. And the Rebbe explained that that will happen in a later period. The point that the Rebbe is making in the Sikhan, very short, is that the Rebbe is explaining that the Rambam does not negate, fundamentally negate the fact that there will be a change in nature. It's just the Rambam is saying, is negating the fact that this is the role of Mashiach. The role of Mashiach is to bring the Shleimus HaTayra Mitzvah. The role of Mashiach is not to change nature. There will be a change in nature. That will happen as a result of the merits of the Jewish people, a special thing that the Ebeshu will do. It's not what Mashiach himself is meant to do. And therefore, it's not in the period, it's not in the time that's directly connected and comes as a result of Mashiach's direct activities. So people asked me after we learned Varmachos, the first Varmachos, they said, is this the Mashiach we're looking forward to? It's just going to be like David HaMalach, nothing more. So first of all, the Rebbe already explained in that Sikha, at the end of Varmachos, those that finished the Sikha, right away see how Mashiach will be, do things much greater than David HaMalach. The point is that essentially the role of, of Mashiach is the same role as David HaMalach, the same role of what a, a Melech is supposed to be in general. The role of the ideal Jewish king is not just to rule the Jewish people, but to bring the world, the Ebesh's message to the whole world. As the Rebbe brings at the end of the Sikh and Chelek Yotches, the first Varmachos, he brings from the Rambam and the end of Perek Dad of Vichas Malachim, that his role should be that a Jewish king's role is to fill the world with righteousness. So Mashiach will fit into the shoes, he'll finally do what the, what the Jewish king's role trying to do, and Mashiach will be the one to finish the job. But essentially, the role, etzim role of Mashiach, is like David HaMalach, to bring the Shleimus of Teir HaMitzvah. Obviously, the Ramam does include points that Mashiach will accomplish, which are a much greater Chiddush than David HaMalach did. For example, the fact that the whole world will serve the Ebesh, the Rebbe explains elsewhere, the Seichah Vachrin Shal Pesach Tavshim HaMches, that this is a much greater Chiddush, more than David and Shleimah. They weren't able to accomplish the whole world should serve the Ebesh. Furthermore, in the end of Perekut Beis, the end of the Rambam, when the Rambam discusses there won't be a famine, there won't be hunger, there won't be wars, these are things that, so to say, that the world as a whole will, will have physical prosperity and spiritual in, in, immersion in knowledge of Debeshit. This is something which was never unheard of before. This is all an extension of the fact that Mashiach's mission is to bring to the Shleimus of Teirah Mitzvahs. Which therefore, the same way the Teda promises there will come a time when Mashiach will come, he will bring the Shlemus of Teda Mitzvah, the same way the Teda promises there will come a time when the world as a whole will be a vessel, will, 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 will first of all be a conducive environment for Teda Mitzvah to be fulfilled, and furthermore, from the other side of the coin, the Teda Mitzvah will finally have its effect in the world, that the world should be a world which is what the Teda world, what Abish wanted it to be in the first place. And for this reason, the Rebbe explains in the, in the Sicha of uh, in the Hadan and the Rambam, Tavshim and Vav, the Rebbe explains that this is why the Rambam includes these details about how the world will look like when Mashiach will come in, the, in, in his Mishnah Torah, because the, part of the fact that Mashiach is a Yisoyed Badas is a fundamental part of one of the 13 principles of faith which, as we mentioned before, is because it's important to believe not only that the Torah is 
eternal, but the title, the, the eternity of the title also means it'll come a time that'll be manifested physically. That's not just, that doesn't only mean they'll be manifested physically in the sense that we will fulfill the Tatum Mitzvahs, the Jewish people will fulfill the Tatum Mitzvahs, but that the world at large will finally be in sync, will, 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 will fit with the Tatum Mitzvahs, to, to, to look at the world, to see a world that's living in accordance with the plan of Tatum. This is Nukot Esich, it's Chelech of Zion, page 255, for those that want to see, the Rebbe says this part. So Mashiach will change the whole world, and this is all part of the Shleimah Satayra Vamitzvah. Nevertheless, this does not necessarily entail a change in nature. As the Rebbe highlights here, that the fact that the whole world is, no, is involved in, in the pursuit of godliness, and there's no war, no famine, the way that Rebbe at least is learning in this Sikh, in the Shleimah of Zion, that does not constitute a change of nature, because people's nature didn't necessarily change. They might still be a type of a person that if he will get angry, he might, you know, might want to go to war. But in those days, people will be totally immersed in godliness, and there'll be no reason to fight, so there won't be any wars. But Poil, as Rebbe highlights in this Sikha, the Rebbe learns clearly in... Um, the Rebbe learns clearly that it's going to, in the footnote 78, that there won't be wars, it doesn't necessarily mean that the human nature will change. Just as a side note, not to confuse anyone, but in, in our later sikhs, in the Hadim, and the Rambam, and Aleph, and Beis, the Rebbe learns a very different way. The Rebbe learns that the last halach and the Rambam does reflect the change of nature, but then the Rambam and the last halach is alluding to the second period, but I won't get into that right now. So basically... Just to recap, the point over here is Mashiach's role is to bring the Shleimah Satayra Vamitzvah. That brings along with it many chidushim, so to say, that when, when the Shleimah Satayra Mitzvah will finally be materialized and manifested in the world, it's going to be a very new thing. It was, won't look exactly the way the world looked like David HaMalach. It'll be on a much greater scale. Nevertheless, essentially, the role of Mashiach is the same role as David HaMalach. The fact that there will be a change in nature, the Rebbe's point is not that Rambam is negating it, but that it's not the role of Mashiach, therefore it's not, doesn't, it will, when, if, it will, it will definitely happen, but it will happen at a later period, and even if it happens at an earlier period, it is not, it will be an additional component, an additional element, not the halachic definition and aspect of what Mashiach has to do. That is the nutshell, the point, without going into all the populum and the sikha, this is the nekud of the sikha very simply, so in other words, it's reflecting back on the sikha that we learned in Chayim Lekitches, the Rebbe is reiterating the same point, Mashiach does not have to change nature, but just highlighting this does not mean that there won't actually be a change of nature, but it will happen, it will be a separate thing, another point, and so on and so forth. Now, in the Sicha there are many, um, there's many, many points here to, to touch upon. There's a lot of, in the background of the Sicha, most people want to look at the Sicha, there's a few questions that a lot of people usually have, which either I'll address this week or next week, Bezes Hashem, but there's also a lot of background going on in the Sikha, which is important to understand before we continue discussing the Sikha, so people have a context of relating to the different viewpoints that are playing themselves out in the Sikha. So the Rambam, as we see, does not hold that it's an integral component for Mashiach to be a change in nature, because the Rambam is looking from the lens of Allah. The lens of Allah is Shleim Esoterevah Mitzvah, the fact that Shleim Esoterevah Mitzvah will be fulfilled, does not require change of nature. Furthermore, as Rebbe adds here, that the Iker of the fulfillment of Teirah Mitzvahs at the end of Sif Yudal, of the Iker of fulfillment of Teirah Mitzvahs is meant to be fulfilled in a natural world, as Rebbe spoke about many times, and therefore the Shleim of Teirah Mitzvah does not bring with it, does not deal with change in nature. Now, when we talk about Mashiach in general, 
particularly us as Chabad Chassidim, we learn Chassidus and Kabbalah. So we, 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 we from very, very young, maybe our first initial, uh, you know, discussion about Mashiach, we understand Mashiach in a little bit of a different context than the Mashiach that Rambam is talking about here. We understand Mashiach as Gilead Lekuls, a great revelation of godliness, and so on and so forth. So what I would say, I, I, the way I would put it is that there's three categories to Mashiach. There's three levels of Mashiach. It's just a very, and again, it's not necessarily categorized this way. I'm, not, uh, I'm just making it up for convenience purposes, just to give people a better handle how to look at it. If you look in this week's Chayen, on the Google section, I wrote up the points over there more elaborately. You could read there more. But just in general, I think there's three le- levels and layers to Mashiach. There's the halachic layer of Mashiach, which we learned about past two weeks, that Rebbe discusses now, which we, we've already spoken about. Then there is the, what I would refer to as the Kabbalistic approach to Mashiach, which a lot of the Mekubolim Harishonim, like the Ramban, Rabbeinu Bechayi, the general mystical approach to, 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 to Mashiach, is the fact that then the physical world will be a place where Godliness will be able to be revealed. Which is why Kabbalah focuses on the fact that Chiyas HaMesim will be eternal, that the Neshama will remain in the Guf forever, unlike the Rambam who learns that, that the eventual, the, the complete reward for the Neshama is when it leaves the body in the world of, of Neshamas and Ganeiden, but the Mekubalim understood that, appreciated that the point is that Godliness should be manifested in this physical world. Therefore, they focus a lot on these miraculous phenomena that are described in these Maimari Chazal, which Rebbe brings about here, Vagar Zevim Keves, a wolf will, you know, animals, predators will live at peace with other animals, and so on and so forth. They focus very much on these things quite literally. Why? I mean, to put it one simple way, is because that shows on the Tikkun O'elam. That shows on the fact that nature, all elements of evil are eradicated from the world, and the world is a place which is in sync with the godliness of the world. Again, it might sound familiar with Shleimus Atayda Vamitzvah, but Shleimus Atayda Vamitzvah is a very halachic, dry halachic approach. The mystical approach of a world that's a vessel for godliness sounds the same, but it's a little bit of a different context. Shleimus Atayda Vamitzvah does not require a change of nature. A world which is, which is in sync with godliness does mean that the way, way the world is today will have to change. The whole point is that eventually there will come a time when the whole world will be perfect in the world where godliness is revealed. So this is the, the, the reason, one reason at least, why many Mukubalim spoke about the Deraivet, for example, which argues on the Raman both here in Nechus Mulochim, Perek Yudalof, and Perek Yudbeis, Nechus Shuvah, Perek Ches, and many other Mukubalim argued with the Ramban. The Ramban was the famous component, the one that argued, the, the, the famous one that that, that argued against the Rambam in this particular thing in the Shah Agmul and other places that he where he disagrees with the Rambam's approach to to the ultimate reward and to the meaning of these psukim and so on and so forth, because they understand that the purpose of creation is that eventually the world will won't a world will be free from all its evil tendencies and a world where godliness will be able to be revealed. Well, in the essence, this is really, in a certain sense, I mean, there's, there's, there's multiple layers here, but very simply, this fits what the, Avedis, the, what the Rebbe mentions in the Sikh, in the name of the Avedis HaKadosh, which Avedis HaKadosh is focusing on creation reverting to the way it was before the Chet Eitzadas. Chet Eitzadas introduced evil and sin into creation, and as a result of the sin, there's all these negative physical things, the fact that a person has to work for a living, the fact that there's disease, illness, animals are predators, 
many, many things that go on in the all negative things that come on its, that happen in the world are all the result of Chet Eitzadas. And the eventual hope and yearning is that the Chet Eitzadas will be eradicated. The world will go back to the Tikkun HaSholem, a complete fix, complete way way was before the Chet Eitzadas, and even greater. So therefore, the way they look at it, their focus, I would say, in a certain sense, is predominantly on the second period. That's why actually, if you look in Kabbalah, they focus a lot on Tchiyas HaMesim, in a certain sense, even more than Mashiach. Because Tchiyas HaMesim, when the dead will, will return and there won't be any more death, which was caused by Chet Eitzadas, in a certain sense, that is when the Tikkun HaSholim, the complete, as Altrebbe writes in Tanya, for example, in the, regarding Dira B'Tach that the ultimate purpose of creation will happen when Mashiach will come, particularly by Tchiyas HaMesim, as Al-Trebbe writes in Tanya Pereklamet Vav. The mystical approach to Mashiach focuses a lot on the second period, on the supernatural period, so to say, which the Ramam is negating, which, not negating again, which the Ramam is not focusing on. Now, even according to the mystical approach, it's, it's important to understand that even though they hold that maybe miracles will happen right away, but there's also two periods in the mystical approach as well. Tchiyas HaMesim, will technically happen a little bit later, but I, I don't want to get into that right now, but the point is that there's the mystical approach, which focuses on those things that the Rambam is like, so to say, ignoring, the Rambam is marginalizing. Then, the, 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 to put it all together, we have the Chassidus approach of Dira B'tachtoinim, the Chiddush of the Chassidus approach of Dira B'tachtoinim, over the Kabbalistic approach, is that the Kabbalah is focusing on this world being a vessel for a higher world. That Gashmi's Eibisha should have a dira to, 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 to quote the, the, the gist of what they say. The Eibisha should dwell here, as he dwells in the higher world. Chassidus emphasizes that dira betachtoinim is that it's dafke this physical world. How when Mashiach will come, then will be revealed that the whole purpose is dafke the physicality of the world, and it's the neshama will get benefit, will will, will get sustenance from the guf. Chassidus takes. So this adds a dimension of Dira B'tachtenim here, which is much deeper than just the, 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 the standard mystical approach that the world will be perfect and godliness will be revealed. Because Chassidus is focusing on the fact that it's Tafka, the physical world, where, where the greatest revelation of the essence of Hashem can take place. It's only down here. It's Tafka, the Gashmis. In Kabbalah, all you see is that the Gashmis will parallel the Ruchnis, but not that the Gashmis is Dika. But again, this could be a sheer in its own. I don't want to, I'm just mentioning it I don't want to get. I don't want to dwell on it too much. Now, if you understand the context of these three levels of Mashiach, which again you can read up in this week's Chayenu, it's elaborated upon more. So, we could understand that they're not. Each one is focusing on a little bit of a different point. They're not contradicting each other. The Rambam is not negating the spiritual aspects of Yiddishkeit. He's, that's not what Halacha is focusing on. Therefore, Halacha focuses on the first period of Mashiach. That is what Halacha. That's when the primary completion of the Torah mitzvahs, the way they are meant to be fulfilled from the eyes of Allah will come to fruition. The second period of Mashiach, the mystical things, that will, the, the change of nature, the nature reverting back to the way it was before Chet Sadas, all these beautiful things, Halacha doesn't deal with. That's not the role of Halacha. They will happen later. And in a certain sense, really, one leads to another. And the fact that the world, as we see here in this Sikha as well, the, at the end of the Sikha, the fact that the world will eventually merit, the fact that the Jewish people will merit the revelations of the second period of Mashiach is as a result of the fact that in the first period there will be the Shlemus of Teir Mitzvah. So the first period leads to the second period. In other words, the halachic approach to Mashiach leads in to the mystical approach of Mashiach, but it doesn't discuss it because it's not the role of halacha. 
And then there's a Dira B'tachtenim. The Dira B'tachtenim takes place when Mashiach comes, and particularly by Tchiyas HaMeis, the Dira B'tachtenim is just the, the ultimate beer of it all. So, there's also the Dira B'tachtenim will come manifest to a certain extent when Mashiach will come, but more importantly, it's explained in many places, the ultimate Dira B'tachtenim, when the world fuses with godliness in a way that it becomes mamish one with godliness, will take place during the second, pla- during the second period of Yemais HaMashiach, after Tchiyas HaMeisim, etc. Now that we understand this, that is, that is the Nikudah that's going on over here. Now, in this Sicha, what the Rebbe is basically trying to tackle is, is an obvious question, which the Rebbe, the, 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 what I would say, the Chiddush of this Sicha is that the Rebbe is saying, showing how the Rambam also holds this approach, but the truth is, this is a general question which goes back to the Gemara already, goes back to the opinion of Shmuel, which the Rambam is, is you know, adheres to, that Shmuel says that there won't be a difference between this world and the Moisa Mashiach, besides Shibud Machis, the fact that the Jewish people will be free from subjugation to other nations, and which more deeply means that they will rule the other nations, so there won't even be a chance that other nations will subjugate them, and there won't be a change in nature, that's Shmuel's approach. Now, the Gemara mentions Shmuel's approach a number of times, and it contrasts it with the opinion of other sages which hold hell it will be a change of nature. Now, when you go, I, I, I don't want to go through all the pulpulum here, not to get sidetracked here, but the bottom line is, many Mufarshim point out in the Gemara itself, you have, the Gemara asks a contradiction between verses. And the Gemara says, the Gemara answers that one verse will take place in Yemesa Mashiach, and one verse will take place in the world to come. And the Gemara asks, and what about Shmuel that says that there won't be a change of nature in Yemesa Mashiach? So in other words, you can't reconcile this contradiction by saying that one verse speaks about Mashiach, the second verse speaks about the world to come, because according to Shmuel, Yemesa Mashiach, there won't be a change of nature. So the first verse, which is alluding to change in nature, can't take place according to Shmuel, Yemesa Mashiach. So the Gemara says, This will happen, both Pesukim according to Shmuel are talking about the future, but that itself is a difference between this and that, whatever. So again, I don't want to get into the details here. So, in many Mephoshim, they understand the Shita of Shmuel, that when Shmuel says there won't be a difference between this world and Yemois HaMashiach, besides Shibud Malchis, besides the, subjugate, besides the fact that we'll be free from subjugation to other kingdoms, he's not negating the fact, he's not negating all these predictions which do allude to a change of nature. He just, according to him, it will happen at a later period in time. It will happen in the period of time that's called Elam Haba. The world to come. So, the, 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 the many Mephorshim, I would say the majority of, of, of Mephorshim that deal with, with these questions, they all follow an approach where they're saying that even according to Shmuel, again, the, the same type of questions that the Sikh is focusing on, different proofs and places, where seemingly we are forced to say there will be a change of nature. For example, Tchiyas HaMesim, and the fact that there won't be Kleizayim, will come a time that there will be no... And, and no ammunition and, 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 uh, and warfare and things like that. So those Mephoshim, clearly the, the, the straightforward Mahalach way of understanding is that according to Shmuel, there will come a later time when will, all these things will seem it will be a change of nature. All Shmuel the saying is that in Yemois HaMashiach, these words are very important, in Yemois HaMashiach there won't be a change of nature. In, in the Gemara's terminology, Yemois HaMashiach only refers to the first period of Mashiach. The second period of Mashiach is called El Mahab of the world to come. After Tchiyas HaMesim, it's called El Mahab of the world to come. 
So the idea that there will be two periods of Mashiach is not a chiddush of the Sicha. The Rebbe himself refers to the Shalah and, and others, not a chiddush of the Sicha. But the point is that it's the chiddush of the Sicha is that the Rebbe is learning it into the Ramam. Because in the Ramam it's a little harder to put it in, as we'll soon discuss. But the, again, it's, that's a, the people a lot of times they get, start getting confused and ask questions. It's just important to keep in mind that the, the gang of the Rebbe, the Mahalach of the Rebbe, there will be two periods of Mashiach, it's accepted. You can go, I have a, a Google Drive, you can go, it's called MashiachLinks.com. Those that want to look at it, I have a file, Dvar uh, Malchus 2, on this Sikh, and I bring the modern Mekremis, those that have gone on and look, a number of modern Mekremis that all explain that according to Shmuel, there will be two periods in Mashiach, when Mashiach will come. The problem here is, as Rebbe highlights, is that the Rambam had his unique approach to the words Elam Haba. When you look at, the, you look at it in, in the Gemara, it looks very simple. According to Shmuel, there won't be a change of nature in the Mesa Mashiach, but Elam Haba, in the world to come, there will be. In the Gemara itself, it's actually very clear that there has to be a second period that's not called in Mesa Mashiach. From a number of Maimari Chazal, for example, there's one Maimari Chazal that says, how long are the days of Mashiach? There's a mother's anadim that says, how long are the days of Mashiach? One opinion says 40 years, or uh, many different opinions, 7,000 years, different opinions. Now the question obviously is, what does it mean, how long are the days of Mashiach? One, one of the fundamental beliefs of Mashiach, regarding Mashiach, is that it will be Gula Amitis Vashleim, will be eternal. The Barbanel, in the Sefer Mashmi Yeshua, he quotes, he goes through all the Nevim, speak about Mashiach, and he highlights again and again different prophecies that all are saying the same thing, that the future redemption will be everlasting. So what does it mean that Mashiach, days of Mashiach are 40 years, or this amount of years, a few hundred, three generations, for example, you know that the Ramah means in the Pirish and Mishnah, so be Mashiach, Ubnoi, and Ben Benoi, his son, and his, and his son's son, three generations, and what's going to happen afterwards? So the standard way of understanding, and the mainstream way, there's different, I'm not saying this is the only way of understanding it, but the mainstream way of understanding it is, that after Yemesa Mashiach comes another period, comes a period which is a completely supernatural, not, nothing we could even relate to. The, the quote like what the Rebbe says, it's, it's a period which, which we don't even we don't call it Yemesa Mashiach, it's, it's a period where godliness and Sebeshit himself will be revealed in an open way, and it'll be a total different hanhog, a total different conduct. So, within the Gemara itself, you, you see clearly that the term Yemaisa Mashiach, days of Mashiach, doesn't mean from when Mashiach comes until the end of eternity. Yemaisa Mashiach, there's a period of time when Mashiach comes, which, which when Mashiach comes, he initiates the period known as Yemaisa Mashiach, but eventually we move on higher. That's self understood. There's always Ali, it's always going higher and higher. Eventually, even when Mashiach will come, this is something discussed, a lot in Kabbalah will be going higher and higher. There's, whatever it is, the sky is the limit, there's many aliyahs that there could be, whatever. again, it's a separate discussion which I don't want to get into, but after Yemaisa Mashiach comes Elam Haba. The issue here is that the Rambam doesn't hold of Elam Haba as a state of, the way most, many Mephoshim understood that after Mashiach comes, the period of resurrection, of the, when people stand up after Tchis HaMesim, that time period, that physical time period is referred to as Elam Haba. The Rambam, however, has his own understanding of Elam Haba, which the Rebbe discusses briefly over here, the Rebbe brings Madam Mekremis. The Rambam holds that Elam Haba refers to Gan Eden, not to the world after resurrection, but to the afterlife, after the Neshama goes up. Therefore, it, when, when you start comparing the words of the Gemara to the Rambam, you right away have a little bit of an issue. The Gemara is not saying that there's Yemesa Mashiach and there's Elam Haba. But according to the Rambam, we don't take for granted that Elam Haba means you know, the time, the time after resurrection. So, 
how you fit the Ramah with the words of the Gemara is a separate discussion, but what ends up, what the Rebbe is basically doing, the Rebbe is saying, fine, don't call that period Olam Haba. Let's, let's change the wording. We're not going to call it Olam Haba, because according to the Ramah, the term Olam Haba refers to the afterlife, not to the time after the resurrection. But the central point remains exactly the same. After Yemaisa Mashiach, there comes, or put it differently, within Yemaisa Mashiach, there's one period which we call Yemaisa Mashiach plain, and then there's another period within Yemaisa Mashiach where things change and there's a change of nature. So it's a more of a chiddush to put this into the Rambam because in the Gemara, according to the other Mekubalim, they learned very simply that Elam Haba is a totally separate purpose as a time of reward, it's after resurrection, it's called a different name, it has a different purpose, and so on and so forth. So some of the straightforward meaning of the Gemara, you right away see there's one period, another period, there's Maisa Mashiach Elam Haba. But the Rambam understands Elam Haba to mean something else. So how he exactly understood those all, all those Gemaras is a matter of debate. But the Rebbe is saying, fine. So according to the Rambam, you don't have a time period when you say that you call it, you don't have a physical time period in this Elam Gashim that you call Elam Hapa. But nevertheless, say the same thing, just use a little different wording. Within your Maisa Mashiach itself, there's two periods. There's a first period of your Maisa Mashiach, the later period of your Maisa Mashiach. So all I'm trying to point out with all the above is, to put it very simply, is that the Chiddush of the Sicha, that there will be two periods in the days of Mashiach, it's not a major, if you look about it, uh, look about it think, put it out of the box, it's not a major Chiddush of the Rebbe in of itself. The Chiddush of the Rebbe is, and he's so to say, putting it within the words of the Rambam himself. The Rebbe is saying that even according to the Rambam, the same reason why all many other Mephorshim learned that even according to Shmuel will be a change of nature, it just, according to Shmuel, it's easier to say, because according to Shmuel, you could say, Yimei Samashiach, Elam as some people want to say, there's a difference between the, the 6th millennium and the 7th millennium, whatever it is. According to the Rambam, you don't have that ability to say, use those terms, but you'll say the same thing using slightly different understanding, but the bottom line will end up being the same as two periods. Furthermore, this is, this is another Another point over here is that those people that understood Elam Haba, the world to come, as referring to a physical time period after the resurrection of the dead, they also understood it as a time of reward. They looked at it, this is a separate part of, it doesn't relate to all the, the years before. It's a separate time period with a separate purpose. According to the Rambam, no, it's not, uh, it's not necessarily a separate time entity, it's, it's a continuation, but Debeshu will initiate new things then for whatever reason, not because this is the ultimate reward that some people wanted to learn, but whatever it is, again, at least the way the Rebbe is learning here, Debeshu will initiate these things to show his love for the Jewish people, they're serving him so wholeheartedly, so he makes life easier for them, to put it simply. Again, like I mentioned earlier, which I don't want to get into right now, because it could... It's a whole separate discussion that in the later Sikhs, the Tavsh Hadam and Ramam, Tavsh and Alpha and the Rebbe is a different approach to this whole, to this whole last halacha. The Rebbe learns how, the, the, the Rebbe gives a very geschmack of beer, why the first period leads into the second period. Very di- the Rebbe in this Sikha uses very basic ideas that it's Zachu Loi Zachu, since the Jewish people serve Debesha so well, Debesha does miracles for them. The other Sikhs, the Rebbe already le- learns the Rambam much more similar to the terminology of Kabbalah and Chassidus, the second period is of a di- totally different nature and has a totally different meaning. But again, people, you can learn it there. I don't want to get lost with it over here. Now, so that's one, the point over here. Now, the other point which a lot of people 
get confused by, and particularly when they start reading, opening up the sources, they get us to Chiesamesim, which Shadaman refers to it. Many people have this question, they have this question every few years being asked in the Horus again and again. They understand the Ramam, the Ramam is saying like this. They understand the Ramam, the Ramam is saying, listen, there won't be a change of nature when Mashiach comes. Why won't there be a change of nature when Mashiach comes? So many people will say, well, it seems to, based on the way we understand the Ramam, you get us to Chesamesim, Shadaman refers to here. And the Rambam also, also has a, somewhat of a similar discussion, although it's very different if you really look at it. But the Rambam has a similar discussion on Meir Nebuchim regarding change of nature. They look at the Rambam as being a rationalist, as he's always looked upon, right? And they look at the Rambam as saying that nature can change, can dict. The world is meant, was created with nature. We don't believe in miracles because Enkel Chadash, not that we don't believe in miracles, Chasashon. The Rambam holds. We have to believe in, in miracles. That's why Tchiyas HaMetzim, he made a fundamental of Jewish faith. But he also, we don't believe Stam in, you know, in, 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 in trying to add to the list of miracles to happen. We don't, you know, we try to stay away from change of nature because nature, the way the Abishur created it, is, is made with Abish's wisdom. It's perfect. We don't believe in Stam trying to change the nature for no reason. Enkel Chadash Tachas HaShemesh, nature has a purpose, there's not, nothing new under the sun, and so on and so forth. So many people, when they learn the Sicha, they're bothered because they understand the Rambam, that the Rambam is basically, the reason why the Rambam negates a change of nature is because the Rambam was a rationalist. He just believed that nature is, is important. He didn't believe in making, in, in, you know, just having miracles for no reason. There's no need. There's a promise. The Rambam writes in the there's nothing I could do. There's nothing I could say about it. The Pesach promises that we have to believe it. But otherwise, why should I accept that there'll be miracles taking place? That's what it sounds like, at least. And the uh, Gandict. Now, what the Rebbe is saying over here is, is that that's not a, that's, that we should look at the Ram a little bit differently. And I, I once wrote up about this a number of years ago. If you go to, like I mentioned before, MashiachLinks.com, there's, there's a file of our machos too. You see a number of links to artists. I once spoke about, I once wrote up about this at length. I don't want to get too lost in it because it's, I don't want to take a deep dive over here. But Bechlolos, I would just say a few points. And when in the Vuchim, the Rambam speaks about miracles lasting and not lasting, change of nature, not change of nature. The point of Moed in the as a matter of Jewish theology, which I'm not an expert in, and I don't want to start speaking about it too much. But the point seems to be a totally different point. Rambam's not saying that nature can change, but Rambam's trying to say, that whatever is going to happen in nature has to be pre-programmed. So in other words, the Ramon, for example, holds that even miracles that happened throughout creation were pre-programmed into nature. This is the sheet of the Rambam, and what the Rambam brings it down in Moed Nevuchim, in a few places, in Chelek Gimel Perek Non, and Chelek Beis Perek Haftas, Shemayin Prakim Rambam Perek Ches, Perek Yavis, it's a matter of Jewish theology, understanding how miracles or change of nature works, if it's something that should change his nature in the middle, or that everything, that every change that will happen was already pre-programmed. Again, it, it, it's totally, if you look about it, if you look into it, you realize it's a totally separate discussion. The question is really a matter of how do we understand miracles or change of nature. That doesn't necessarily mean that there can't be a change of nature. It means even if there will be a change of nature, the Ramam himself mentioned such opinions, you have to say this was already pre-programmed into creation. But again, I don't want to get lost in this discussion. What I do want to focus on is Nigeris Tchiyas 
And the Gadis Tchiyas HaMesim, what the Ramam basically is saying is like this. The Ramam is saying, listen, I don't like just to jump to God and to interpret everything as miracles. The Ramam says, if I have to, I will. If you prove to me that I have to, I will. But, side the positive regards of Kavas and other Dramam is not, even though Dramam highlights that positive, Dramam very clearly says, he's just discussing it as an example. He says, the Doimehen, all these other Psukim that I translate as a marshal, as a, that they're a parable allegory, is because this is what uh, it makes sense to, it doesn't, there's no reason to have to jump to say it's miracles, but there's no need for it. However, Dramam says, if you, in other words, the way the Rebbe clearly doing Pshat and Dramam in a number of places, Dramam is saying is, if you prove to me otherwise, I'll accept it, but otherwise I won't say it. Now, people here make a fundamental, you know, oversight in this. When you look at the Rebbe's approach, the Rebbe is adding a much deeper depth into the whole Dramam over here. People, people make a mistake over here. They think that Dramam is saying, yeah, listen, I'm a rationalist. If there's no reason I have to accept change in nature, then I won't accept this change in nature. The Rebbe says, first of all, when Dramam, Dramam is here passing a halacha. In, 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 in Mishnah Torah, Dramam is not writing things out of, uh, of theology. Dramam is passing a halacha. Dramam is passing, if you look at Dramam also, by the way, the Rebbe learns very clear, which is maybe elaborates another time. The Rebbe writes, the Rebbe learns very clearly that the Rambam, when Dramam writes in Perikut Beis, Halacha Beis, Vodam, all these things, you don't know how they will be until they will be. It also refers to what Dramam wrote that there won't be change in nature. The Rambam, in Mishan himself, is saying the same thing as he's saying in Geras Tchiyas HaMesim. That, that we don't know how it will be. It could be miraculous. The Rambam is not negating the fact that it won't be miraculous. He's just saying that we don't know how it will be, and therefore he's leaving it open-ended. So what is the Rambam trying to say? So let's say, if we'll open up the Geras Tchiyas HaMesim, we it, okay, the Rambam is explaining that he doesn't like to interpret things as a miracle, because... Why should, why, you know, he likes to interpret things to have a meaning, to have a, a depth, not stam a miracle. Okay. What is the Ramam trying to tell with, what is the Ramam trying to write in Mishnah Teh? The Ramam is trying to tell me, the Ramam is passing a halacha. The Ramam is not telling me a matter of Jewish theology, how I should approach Sukkim. It's not my Ramam's goal over here. The Ramam's goal is to tell you that as halacha understands Mashiach, there's no need that will be change of nature. And there's no, therefore, there's no need to believe. The is also passing what I have to believe. There's no need to believe there will be a change of nature. That's the Ramam's goal. The Ramam's goal is not, the Ramam is not passing that there can't be change of nature. That's totally not what the Ramam is trying to say. The Ramam is not trying to say that since Jewish theology doesn't like change of nature, therefore, no, that's not what the Ramam is saying. The Ramam is saying Mashiach's goal, as Halacha looks at it, is not to change nature. There are other psukim which seem to could be change of nature. If they do mean a change of nature, which Ramam is not negating that there's a possibility that's what they mean, Ramam is saying as halacha, those things are not considered the epitome of Mashiach's role. It could be there, there, there will be a change of nature. And the way the Rebbe learns, there's certain things that Ramam himself, like for example, like Tchiyas HaMesim, that that itself has to be change of nature. The Ramam clearly says that he accepts will be change of nature, but those things are not part of, are not part of the union of Mashiach. So when the Ramam writes, don't, doesn't, the notion shouldn't op, uh, go upon, uh, go on your heart, that we all allah that there'll be change of nature, the Ramam is not writing a matter of Jewish theology, that don't, don't believe in nature changing. That's totally not what the Ramam is saying. The Ramam is saying that as Torah, Halach understands Mashiach. What does Mashiach have to do? He doesn't have to change nature. Because Torah doesn't look at, there's no, Shleimus HaTorah, Torah doesn't look at it as an advantage in change of nature. That's not what Mashiach will have to. Will that happen? Maybe. Maybe yes, maybe not. 
If it will happen, it's something which is not essential component to Mashiach. Now, if you look at the Rambam's words, you see this very clearly within the Rambam's words. You look in contrast, Perekid Aleph to Perekid Beis. Perekid Aleph, the Rambam writes, Ikra Dvarim Kochein, Shatayra Azayis Cholkam Shabbatal Elam. The Rambam introduces the signs of Mashiach. He says that the fundamental matter is that Taira doesn't change, and therefore, if somebody changes Taira, he's definitely not Mashiach. He's definitely, right? And he, some, what, what is Mashiach? Mashiach will be someone. That will follow. That, that will implement Taita's view for the world. That the Rambam writes in Pedikid Alf, the Rambam writes very definitive. Pedikid Bey, the Rambam starts discussing change of nature, the coming of Elio and Gogomogig, and all the, these and all these types of things. The Rambam writes, we don't know how it's going to happen. The Rambam, the Rambam says, don't spend too much time looking at it. And the Rambam uses very important words. The Rambam says that all these things are not an Iker Bedas. Look at the words that Ramam used. They're not a fundamental part of Yiddishkeit. What is Ramam trying to say? Well, based on the Rebbe's Sicha we learned in Chela Kitches, we could appreciate the Ramam's words much more clearer now. We, the way the Rebbe explained, what Ramam is trying to explain to us in Perek Aleph is that the reason why Mashiach is an Iker Bedas, the reason why Mashiach is a fundamental part of Yiddishkeit, is because Mashiach will bring to the fund to, to, to Teira Mitzvahs. That's Iker Bedas. So Dramam writes in Pedikadalf, Ikaradavarim Kochen, Dramam in Pedikadalf is using very definitive word, wording. He says, This is the way it has to be, the can't be a change, this is what Mashiach has to do, either is Mashiach or isn't Mashiach, very clear wording. Pedikad Bayes, Rambam says, We don't know how it will happen, we don't know for sure either way, so don't get lost with all the details, because these things are not Iker Bedas, ain't Sidra Voice Varamelu, Iker Bedas. The main thing you should do is believe in Mashiach in general. And in Geras Chiyas HaMesim uses the exact same wording, more or less. Ram says it doesn't change tight if you believe that there will be miracles, there won't be miracles. So believe whatever it is, it doesn't make a difference how you believe. The main thing is you believe in the overall thing, the come a time, whether it will happen this way or that way, it's not Nikaya. Based on the way that Rebbe explains, we understand very well what Ram is trying to say. Ram is trying to say, Mashiach is an Iker Bedas, because he brings the Torah Mitzvahs. Those things that are relevant to Shleim Satayra Mitzvahs, those things that Ramam doesn't leave open-ended, we don't know how it will happen. No, no, no. The Ramam uses very strong and definitive wording in a Perikid Aleph. And this is how we know he is Mashiach or he isn't Mashiach and so on and so forth. Perikid Beis, Ramam says these other things of change of nature, these are not relevant to the Iker Bedas. These are not relevant to the Shleimus, to the fact that Mashiach will bring the Shleim Satayra Mitzvahs which make Mashiach an Iker Bedas. Therefore, you want to believe this way, Gesundheit. You want to believe that way, Gesundheit. It doesn't change the etzim role of Mashiach. So basically, if we understand the Ramam in that context, the Ramam is basically saying, it could be Azoi, it could be not that way. The etzim role of Mashiach doesn't affect. The etzim role of Mashiach doesn't affect, because the etzim role of Mashiach is Shleim Now, what does it depend on how it will happen? Zoch, loy zoch, was Rebbe explains over here. But the Rebbe is explaining... Again, there's a lot more to say. As I mentioned, I have a file, and you go to mishiachlinks.com, it's called Bar Machos, so I wrote up a lot about this in the past, if you want to read it and get lost in it. But the point is, what the Rebbe is saying in here, Nilchas Mulachim, is he's, he's passing a halacha. What you have to believe when you don't have to believe. What Mashiach has to do, what Mashiach doesn't have to do. The Rambam's role is not to discuss Jewish theology with there will be change in nature, there won't be change in nature. That's totally not the point. The point is, the Rambam is saying that in Mashiach, there won't be change in nature. Later on, there will be, as we'll discuss in Mitzvah Shem next time. But even the Ramam has accepted because of Tchiyas HaMetz, which has to also be explained. But I don't have time for that right now. But the point that the Ramam is saying over here is that 
as halacha views Mashiach, Mashiach Shlomo Satera Mitzvah. That is Iker Bedas. Iker Advarim Kochein. Can't trust the Ramam Mitzvah is a Perikadaf you'd be. You see it very clearly. The Ramam Perikadaf is like writing extremely definitive. This is something which is unchangeable, unbreakable. Perikid Beis, those things that happen there are not negated to the role of Mashiach. They might have mystical meaning or not, which again, halacha does not deal with. So halacha is leaving it open-ended. Could happen at a later point, it could happen at a previous point, it depends. These are elements of Gula that are not negated to the Shleim Satayr of Amitzvah, and therefore the Ramam writes, leave it as it is. Now, just to, so again, there's much more to speak about it, just trying to highlight the few Rashi Prokem, maybe I'll try to give another shir and other points in the Sicha. Just finish up with one interesting vart that um, the Rabbi says that even if we're holding the, the, the Sicha in Chedel Chavzayim was originally prepared by Rabbi Alter Hillowitz, Salvashon, who wrote a Sefer Chikri Zmanim, and he, uh, he he prepared the Sicha. When look at the Sicha, this was later redone. A lot of things were changed and taken out. Maybe we'll discuss this a little bit next time. But he writes, he finishes off when it, it's printed in the Nudvar Machos that came out, but exactly he actually prints. Uh, in the back, you'll see, you can see the whole sicha, you can look at it and see it on Chikri's man. So he, he finishes off, he, he, the way that he writes the sicha is more or less the way that Rebbe actually said it by the Fabreng. The sicha spanned, started with Alf Nissen, Tavshimam, and Gimel, and the Rebbe spoke about it for a few Shabbos, and then Yudbeis Tamas again, the second half of the sicha, the Rebbe spoke a few months later actually. So he says, what's the of the sicha, that even if, well, he finishes off the Rebbe, even if I write, Ramam was saying that if it won't be, Floy Zoch, it won't be a change of nature. So he says, even if you think you're in a matzah of loy zochu, when, 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 when you don't think in a level of zochu, you should still prepare yourself for Mashiach. Because that's the Ramam's approach to Mashiach. Ramam's approach to Mashiach is not with zochu. Ramam's approach to Mashiach is he's focusing on the minimal, the basics, as Rabbi points out, loy zochu. So even if you think, you're the English binash, you think at the level of loy zochu, do all you can to bring Mashiach. And Nikrit is the coming of Mashiach, take it from the Admah Mashiach, the Chesed of Grachim.